BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Come in uh, off a wonderful weekend of fabulous shows, really, truly doing the most. We hit Salt Lake City. We had Phoenix. We had Sacramento. And feel richly blessed. The shows have been going amazing. We're having a great time. I'm just, we're cooking with gas. We're on all cylinders. You know, it's again, Tokyo drifting straight into the summer. And that's what I'm all about. Listen though, a lot of wild things happened this weekend. We saw some crimes happen. We saw a lot of people with neck tats. We had to escape a hotel. And I feel like there's only one person who could really bring it on home and exactly corroborate my stories, if you will. And that's the latest, the greatest. That's a Christina Tompkins. Please welcome to the studio, Tina with the Wiena. She's back with snacks. And also these snacks are delicious. Yeah, these are great. Shout out to Barbara's, Barbara's. Buffalo Ranch Cheese Puffs made with real age cheddar cheese. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but <laughs> certified gluten-free and zippy and zangy. Yeah, they're good. We uh, needed those on our five-hour flight in main cabin yesterday. I'll tell you what, God has kept us humble recently. For sure. We don't know what's going on with airlines. You know, Tina's my road dog. She sings in the show. She's so incredibly talented. One of my oldest friends. And Tina and I have really, we've had high highs and low lows together. Yes, we've definitely had the lowest of the low. What comes to mind is, you know, Ninth Avenue at five o'clock in the morning after you slit your finger open and yeah. we had to go to the emergency room. But at the same time at the emergency room was the murder of the male prostitute by his older lover. Yes. There yep. was a castration actually yes. yeah, in yeah, the yeah, room yeah. next to us, which was a wild ride at 5 a.m. Pretty low. Pretty, that was a pretty low moment. But also I would say main cabin on the way back from Sacramento <laughs> and then walking into what I can only call a den of death at the Sheraton in Salt Lake City. I feel like you experienced it with me at the right moment. So Tina, let's walk through exactly. <laughs> we just had a humbling weekend. Yeah. Of epic proportions. Also, that feels like two weeks ago it because does. we crammed so many cities into three days. But walking into that Sheridan at Salt Lake, what's going on, Marriott Bonvoy? Come through. It doesn't make any sense. It was sort of, you know, ghost-like. Yes. It was definitely giving you dinge, cringe. 
we walked in and immediately Dina said, I've stayed here on tour before, like these Broadway tours. She's like, the rule of thumb is, you always said, if we've ever stayed there on tour, we're never staying there again. Yeah. There's very, very few exceptions to this because mm-hmm. when you travel with 65 people, like I understand the business side of it, you got to give a, you know, it has to be a give and a take. Right. For the people that are producing the tour. Well, you're the lady that produces the damn tour. So, and I like a five star crisp hotel luxury experience. linen experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like we showed up, and that Sheraton bed maybe had a top sheet tucked uh-huh. in, and there was like the stains like in the ground and in the walls, but you couldn't even see because it was so dark. So, the only way to describe this situation, we roll up, and Chris had already gotten there before, so he was already in his room, and we were going to check into our rooms. The poor trainee that was checking us in, let's call her Melinda. Melinda had an upside down name tag. (laughs) She was very stressed. And this is, the staff at this hotel was absolutely wonderful. Let's give a big shout out to them. But it was just, I almost was like, are you good? Blink twice if you need help kind of vibe. Yeah. It's really mind blowing that you have wonderful staff, right? Wonderful staff. What was the bamboozlement was the lobby was updated. This is how they get you. They get you they the lobby. Up, you, yeah, they update the lobby and then they don't make it to the guest rooms, which seems like the higher priority to I me. Agree. Yes. It's lipstick on the pig situation. Oh, yeah. So then she's like, y'all are on the second floor or whatever, or the fourth floor. We were in like another building. So we go up an elevator and we take a plane, a train, and an automobile to get to our room. We're going down a dark hallway. Yeah. We passed two conference rooms. This is not a Filled with sister wives, most likely. Like it was odd. The women turned around and they're like, are you joining us? Yes. <laughs> it was a very, and we're like schlepping our shit around the corner. And we were in like this deep, dark part of the hotel. It was almost like we, at that point, we were in a basement, right? It seemed like we took an elevator up, but the up was actually down to yes. the depths of hell. Yes. It truly was. And then we walked into our room and Tina was 10 miles away from me. And my room was, I guess, essentially a suite, which is not necessary. If we're there for like one night, we don't need a suite. If we're doing a show where we have a bunch of people in town, yeah, it's nice to have some space. It took me 45 minutes to find a light switch. Then when I finally turn on the light switch, there's no windows. There's no windows in my room except a tiny sliver, like a prison. It was almost like a Scientology house. Oh, yeah. You know, like how those windows are like the one we just passed too. It's like the windows are always sort of small and they're always covered. Always you cannot covered. see in and you can't see out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got a whiff of the room, I said, listen, I'm, I can't do it. It was the energy. It was a dark energy. I said, we're already on mountain time. The sun sets early here. I got a little anxious. And at this point, I get on the Googler. It's just as expensive as a nicer hotel down the street. So I said, I'm not going to sleep with the devil tonight. I'd rather do a $20 upcharge so we can have a little natural light, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the little things like that when you have to leave home every weekend. Yeah. And it might seem to others like, how can you not just be grateful to sleep in a Sheridan? I'm telling you, when you're so exhausted from being on 55 planes in one month and you think that's an exaggeration, but it probably is not an exaggeration. We were Delta Diamond by January 2nd. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You really just need a bed that you feel is clean. And like the room smelled like someone had, Marge was in there with her 55 cigarettes in 1972 and her ghost still lives on in that room. 
And I bet Marge is a bad bitch. And I bet we could have sat around and kicked it and she would have told us what it was like to be a sister wife. But at that moment, I did not need that kind of energy. No, the fight or flight. It was in. My cortisol is already high, okay? I'm having to take multiple, multiple doses of ashwagandha and things to simmer myself down. I've recently talked to my doctor today. She thinks I'm in, and I quote, a stress-induced level of PCOS. Yeah, probably. So there's like hormonal PCOS and then there's stress-induced and that's why my hair is thinning. I can't lose weight and I have hormonal acne and um, anxiety at night. That's just my quick diagnosis. Just a simple one. Just a simple one. So sweet Melinda at the front desk, shaking in her boots. We come down and, I, and listen, we're not divas. I said, listen, I'm so sorry. I don't think this room's going to work. Yeah. Can we maybe see another room? Maybe is there a room with a little bit more light? <laughs> so then the manager comes out. He's like, y'all take these keys up. I don't know why he has a Southern accent because he's know. in Salt Lake. Yeah. How would you describe the Salt Lake accent? It's sort of like that Great Plains Midwest. They got a little long A, you know, yeah. like they're like, hi, welcome to Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt you know. Lake City. Yeah. Welcome to the Sharaton at Salt yeah, Lake City. Right. Oh, we're excited to have you at the Sharaton. <laughs> so he gives us the key to go up to this other room and we're like, okay, let's leave the bags down here. Mm-hmm. Let's go check it out. And it was a double. He's like, well, we have a double bed situation. Heather and I will share a room. We don't we're care. Right. We're Gucci. We walk in and it literally looked like we were at the side of the road, Baymont Inn and Suites in like Paducah, Kentucky. Couldn't do it. And I said, you don't deserve this, honey. <laughs> you don't deserve it. We were on the horn with the Kimpton very quickly. Very quickly. And even shout out to the Kimpton for coming through. But even that was like, there wasn't anything real new. And I know yeah. going back in, because Salt looks great. But I think it's like, if you're at a ski resort, you're either at a ski resort or you're out of town. I don't yeah. know what... Necessarily Where should we have stayed? Yeah. Salt Lake ladies and gents. And listen, we want to come back. We want to hit the slopes. You know, I'm a oh. Park City gal, but we could see the snow was melting. But listen, there were a lot of giggles to be had. I had an incredible audience. We had a yes. great crowd. We had a wonderful time. But the entire weekend, it's just like every twist and turn, it was like total fucking character alert. That is the only way to describe the people that we came in contact with all fucking weekend. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then we fly to Phoenix. Phoenix is such an interesting place. Being Eastern seaboard gals, we'll yes. say, it is wild when we go to the West. I, do we look as out of place as we feel is what I would, I would venture to ask a Arizona native yeah. person. You know what I'm saying? Like we roll up there and we walk into a hillstone and we feel like we're in another time space continuum. Right. It don't really feel like it's the same. Yeah, it is a little matrixy. Now, granted, I love Phoenix. I got family in Phoenix. Phoenix is a great town, but there is a certain vibe. And I think it's an aesthetic. A lot of dudes with neck tats, sleeve tats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like board shorty. Like they're kind of Vulcan guys, but they're not near the ocean, which is yes. what throws me oh, off. Oh, maybe that's it. Like we're getting that like San, San Diego, Diego vibe, yeah. uh-huh. but we're not near any body of water. We're not feeling the cool breeze actually at all. There's no. not a sea breeze. There's actually a desert wind. Oh, got it. Maybe That's what it is. You know, where they wear like the sunglasses, like kind of looped around the back of the, the head. back of the head. They I, all drive lifted Toyota Tacomas. That's the vibe in Phoenix. Yes. It's very, yeah, a wild, wild aesthetic. And it feels like it's not like where we've come to. Yeah. It's almost like, they feel like a lot of the women in Phoenix love a two-toned hair. Like they like it dark below and then a light blonde on top. You know, it's not an ombre. It's more of a, a layered cake, if you will. Yes. But was also in fashion for a while. And may, sometimes when we yeah. go to certain places that aren't on the East Coast, 
it does feel like, you know, it's a, maybe a little bit behind the times mm-hmm. in fashion. And I'm not, listen, do what you do. If you like that, live your dream. Live your dream. If you like yes. that red velvet cake hair, do, do you. Do you. But it does feel like, you know, we did that like in the 2000s, the right. really like the dark underneath. And now we've moved on to like a balayage situation, you know, but even that is like sort of moving towards the Midwestern area and yeah. like East Coast and have something different. It's Brooklinen's birthday and they'll have a sale if they want to celebrate the home of the internet's favorite sheets, eighth birthday with their biggest sale of the year kicking off this week. Listen, their birthday sale is definitely something you should get excited to unwrap. Every Brooklinen product is 20% off. Yes, that's right. I said 20% off. We're talking soft sheets, luxurious towels and robes, snugly weighted blankets, lavish silk eye masks and pillowcases. There's something for everyone in this sale. I got you. Brooklinen is home of the internet's favorite sheets, okay? It was created in 2014 to give customers luxury hotel-level home essentials that don't break the bank. They offer everything from snuggly sheets to cozy towels, robes, loungewear, accessories, and so much more. They work directly with suppliers, so that way Brooklyn cuts out the luxury markups and passes those savings back to their customers so you get their incredible products as a reasonable cost. Is it your first time trying Brooklinen? Their best-selling luxe sheets are the perfect place to start, featuring an irresistibly soft feel and buttery smooth finish. Listen, I love all of Brooklinen's products. I went in all the bedrooms in our house. I changed all their sheets. I made sure that Brooklinen was the first thing that my friends, my family felt when they crawled into our guest bedroom. I'm obsessed with Brooklinen. Here's the thing. Don't miss out. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is coming with 20% off everything. Are you listening after the sale? You can still save. Visit Brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. That's Brooklinen.com and use promo code absolutely not for $20 off your purchase of $100. Again, that's Brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. Granted, if you let like a Michelle from Phoenix come over to Charleston, South Carolina, she would literally probably like, these are the tackiest people I've ever seen. Yeah, in my life. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's they, what it is. It's so funny because we really see it all. We see every- We see it all. Now I will just tell you right now, Phoenix was one of the most fun shows I've ever yeah. done in my life. I've never had so much fun. What an amazing audience. What a great crowd. Y'all were slinging it back, giving it back to me. It was so much fun. Shout out to the Orpheum Theater. Mm-hmm. We could pivot real quick on some of the things that we have learned. And I think this is, I'm going to go ahead and speak it into existence. I think Tina needs to host a show. I will executive produce it. It's called Haunted Theaters. We yeah. have learned so much by being in all of these theaters Ooh, across yeah. the country. How would you describe Tina as somebody who's a theater vet? Yeah. Why are theaters so haunted? Why is there so much trauma in the drama? Trauma in the drama, I think, dates back to, well, when they were all built, there was no fire regulations. You know what I'm saying? Mm, every theater, to code. Every theater has been on fire. This is the common thread throughout our journey. We really have found that every theater we go to has experienced a very large fire. Yeah. And this is why they created a fire curtain. So you can explain what that is. No, nobody knows what that is. So when you're at a show and let's say something does catch on fire, a massive curtain, fireproof curtain, would fall from the front of the stage. So sort of to protect everything that's happening behind and everything that's happening forward. It's trying to confine like where the fire could be. What is a fire curtain made out of? Metal? I it's don't really know heavy. Fabric. Like it's if you were to get hit by the heavy. fire curtain, you're dead. Yes. The only time I ever experienced a fire curtain come down because it's actually very scary and it's very, very, very heavy um, was in Naples, Florida when we were doing The Sound of Music. And it was the first time I was going on for the lead 
role that I understudied in The Sound of Music, which yeah. was the Baroness who was about to come out and be like, Captain Von Trapp, like, aren't you going to marry me? And all of a sudden, they're finishing 16 going on 17 and they're like dancing their hearts out and the fire alarm goes up, the lights go out and the curtain like literally slams to the ground. It was super scary. So that's why they were invented to make sure, by the way, there was no fire circuit breaker like burst at the theater. I was like, we don't have anything else preventing this. And if the thing is so heavy, if it hit you, you're, you're done. Yeah, you would probably get a really bad concussion. Okay. Like you'd be out. Okay. You would definitely be out. Okay. Not like sandbag level, but I feel like it's pretty heavy. So I feel like that came into place because so many theaters have caught on fire. And the thing is, I feel like we always hear that a kid was there. It's always a young child. It's always a young child. Or someone up in the projection booth got stuck there when the fire was happening. Yeah. Or the other one was that there was like a 16-year-old. I think that was at the Orpheum. The 16-year-old went downstairs to get everybody out because the fire had no, spread. That, that was in Salt Lake. See, this is yeah. literally, we hear one at every theater we go to. How do you keep track with the fires in theaters? I don't know. There was in Salt Lake, it was a, at the uh, Capitol Theater. It was a young 16-year-old boy who okay. got trapped while there was a theater. He got trapped in the basement. And so he haunts the theater and he and that's hates- George. That's George. And got he it. hates lights and he hates anything. He hates fire. Yes. So apparently they were this lady- Wicked, yeah. They were telling us that when Wicked was there, there was something that caught on fire like this light. And mm-hmm. thank God one of the um, policemen was there and he had his his fire extinguisher, but George was like, sent him a signal. Like gave yeah. him a, like a hit on the back of the head so he knew to put out the oh, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think the people like that work in these theaters, they're so- like they love that the ghosts are there yeah. too. So like if you want to believe in it, it's going to happen, right? If well, you want to yeah. see something flickering behind you, you're going to see it because it's going to happen. I- but when we were at the Orpheum in Phoenix, oh, shout out to that crazy. staff. Such an amazing theater. Such a great, cool, cool spot. I loved it, man. I just loved that theater. It was so much fun. One of the gentlemen who, he was the general manager. I think he ran ran yep. the place. Yeah. He showed us a video. We Tina and I both saw it with our own eyes. Yeah. He is the only one in the theater and it, there is a piano playing right where, uh, what is it called? The rail? Mm-hmm. The fly rail. The fly so it's rail. it's like where you would pull the rope and then that would bring a curtain in or curtain out or any kind of scenery. And he's over there. There's no piano that exists. He's like, we don't even own a piano. And it is a full like, Kind of vaudeville song yes. of piano. Like old timey. And you're yeah. like, what? So he's showing us a video. You hear the piano like, and he's behind the fly rail. And literally you can't see anything. He's like, there is no, no piano. There is nothing moving. But it was like the little kid well, was yeah. playing the music. Yeah. And he panned the whole entire stage. He opened the back door to like the back hallway. There's nothing. He's like, there is literally nothing here. It is pretty wild. when you. That was one thing that gave me goosebumps. goosebumps. That was pretty cool because he had it. And then you showed the video of the Atlanta theater, uh, the Fox Theater ghost. Oh yeah, there's a Fox Theater ghost and I will share it on my Instagram. It's like crazy. Like you see this orb. It's not even an orb really. It's like a long orb. Like it literally just looks like a ghost without you being able to figure out a body. Yeah. And you can see it walking up the stairs. And so my question was, we're talking to the GM at the Orpheum and I'm like, why is it... You know, Tina and I were having this very philosophical, oh, yeah, existential yeah, yeah. conversation yes. about why why is it specifically with theater and the arts that there are these, the ghosts that linger? Why is there so much trauma yeah. in the drama? Because we feel it so hard. That's you know? it. Yes. We feel it so hard. And I think, listen, 
if anything were to happen to either you or I, God forbid, yeah, we would fucking haunted theaters fuck so hard. <laughs> you think I'm gonna let Wicked come through? Yeah, and not and have not you cast fuck with them? Hello, hello, no, 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 no. Oh, you looking for your green face paint? Gone, bitch. It's gone. I'm wearing it. You know, the ghost <laughs> is like of Tina is traveling around like yes we're doing all of the alphabet yeah I don't I think that's why and I we are such creative people it's we believe we want to believe in this like fantastical thing yes. too because we have that in us our imaginations are already running wild, wild. compared to you know maybe an accountant doesn't have the same type of imagination they have a different imagination with they numbers do. and things Mu- like that we- a much more firm and stable <laughs> imagination i have night terrors so but that's a personal problem yes but it's been really interesting too i mean it was just like we were talking about these characters like the lady of the sheraton and then these ladies at the phoenix airport we you know with the two-toned hair and the neck tats and it's just like everywhere we go are characters but there's such a specific type of person who works in a theater. And, you know, you guys spend your weekends out of bars and restaurants and stuff. We spend our weekends backstages at theaters. And mm-hmm. we get to know these people who are in this industry and they're so amazing and they're great storytellers. And they're also like, like if I had to work in an environment with ghosts all day, I don't think I'd be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then right before we're about to go on stage in Phoenix, there's all these rubber duckies. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. Like it, That's my- for the girl. The, they have another ghost in there that's also a little girl and she liked rubber duckies. Apparently, that's the tradition. But of again, the, why so many dead children? I, 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 that's what I'm saying. They made, they, the kids were allowed to work back then before- Child labor. Yeah, before OSHA became yeah. <laughs> into existence. <laughs> Speaking of, might need to give them a call yeah. after this weekend. And I feel like they were always in these bad, like dangerous environments because there weren't fire regulations And you were using like the projection. It wasn't technology like we have. Yeah. That shit was probably smoking all night. Well, isn't it too? You know, you have the old actual candelabras. Oh yeah, that would be at the foot. The footlights. Right, which were actually, it was a live flame. Yeah. So that's hence the fire curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I will tell you, I know I've probably already told this story years ago on on the podcast, but when we were at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville, that was the most haunted place ever. And I think Chris was on the episode when he talked about how he was actually chased out of there by a ghost, but I have never, I mean, I've seen Chris shit his pants before. I've seen him in a lot of situations. He came up, he was the last person at the booth, putting away his computer and stuff. We were all upstairs and we were having a, a bite to eat after the show. And it was eerily quiet. We didn't realize at this point it was like already midnight. Everybody had already left. Yeah, the entire staff. Left. You're never, when you're the artist, you're never the last person out of the building. No. The entire staff had left the theater. Mm-hmm. And now explain, Tina, there's always a light on in the middle of a stage of a theater. Yeah, it, like the ghost light is just like hanging out just to sort of create a welcoming atmosphere for the spirits, if that makes sense. And that's at every theater. Every theater, we literally, if you're at a Broadway show and you stay in the house, like where the seats are long enough that everyone has left, they're going to put a ghost light like on stage. And it's just a light on wheels, like a long pole. And it just literally is is on at all times. And yeah. it's, again, it, this is how haunted every theater in America is. It's just to keep the ghost happy. And so <laughs> we're upstairs, like three stories up and Chris comes running up. And I mean, I've never seen him that white. Yeah. He goes, 
I don't know what to describe. Like he's a bullshitter. Yeah. The, the, he was not bullshitting. He was like something. Well, he also had had just ran and Chris doesn't yeah, run. Chris doesn't run. So <laughs> that's, we were like, okay, we believe you. You ran from something. He was in a dead sprint. He was sweating. He was like something just physically chased me up the stairs. I could yeah, feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. So we were in Phoenix and we're getting the ghost stories. But, you know, I always go into a place and I say, hey, if there's a spirit in here, I come in peace. I'm just trying to do yeah. my thing. Chris did tell me that they kept losing my spot in Salt Lake because apparently yeah. George the ghost likes to fuck with lights. Yeah. So the spot, the lady who's doing the spot is literally like all of a sudden her spot would just go out. Yeah. And that's human operation. She's not messing that up. That's literally George the ghost flickering the fucking yeah. light. She's like, she's like the light is turned on and yeah. all of a sudden the switch still says on, but the light is off. It is crazy. My like existential free fall was, I yeah. still think that it's like the spirit molecule stays DMT. If you yeah. go down this wormhole and yeah. you watch the Netflix documentary. And I think that the molecules still are here and sometimes they have unfinished business. Mm, you hear that? That is me drinking my Olipop. What is Olipop? It's a new kind of soda, baby. It tastes just like the sodas I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are filled with sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America, and they have delicious, nostalgic flavors. So the flavors you grew up with as a kid, like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. I personally freaking love the strawberry vanilla and I love the classic root beer. You know what I do? Take a little scoop of vanilla ice cream, make that root beer flow with that classic root beer. It is so, so good. Here's the deal. Olipop uses functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's recommended added sugar intake. That's 30 grams. Sweetened beverages like soda and the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. But Olipop is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. No added sugar. And their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which is 39 grams of sugar, which is freaking insane. Right now, you can receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying their variety pack. This is a great way to try all their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash absolutely and use code absolutely at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash absolutely. Olipop can also be found in 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Getting up in the day and taking a little Athletic Greens has literally changed my life. I love Athletic Greens. You know, I'm on my supplement game and it is made just getting like vital nutrition and supplements into my bloodstream, basically, baby, makes it so easy. Athletic Greens is one of the things I absolutely take on the road and it's just totally changed the game. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, optimize my immune system. And I hated taking all these pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to see what the hype was about. So I've now been on Athletic Greens probably since like February. And it's just such a no brainer. I'm literally obsessed with it. It tastes delicious. I actually look forward to it every morning and it's just awesome. Listen, with one scoop, delicious, 
Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. Listen, I take it just to make my life easy, and that's what it's all about, okay? Athletic Greens was also created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day, so he created Athletic Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create optimal nutrition and get a routine on your own. Listen, cut out all the bullshit, get right to it, get to Athletic Greens. It's so easy. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year's supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tina and I are standing on the stage at Phoenix doing a sound check and I'm literally like, okay, what do we think? <laughs> like, to me, I think I have to think. I have to believe that when you pass, right? If yeah. you're a good person. Your yeah. human body is done, but I believe that you go to heaven. I don't understand this like underworld. Yeah. So I was trying to explain, I was like, why would a child, and again, this is a much bigger conversation. Why would a child who got trapped in a fucking fire in a theater be then, why would their soul be stuck? And essentially, is it purgatory? And then Tina's like, I think it's just the matter. It's like them yeah. fucking with you, but it's not actually the spirit. We're giving it the personality when mm -hmm. actually it's like, maybe it's the last moments of this molecule. It's remembers. an energy. Yeah, it's a total energy. And I like an amoeba or whatever. And I'm, listen, bitches, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I'm throwing out a lot of vocabulary here, but- it's probably not true. But what I was feeling is that these molecules that leave your body as soon as you die, right? right? Like you lose the weight. This is what they think happens. I feel like that just stays there. And maybe that's why we feel it sometimes in like, you know, you walk into a hospital and you're like, oh, it's a little cold. Like this right. is like sterile. You know, that whole kind of feeling. What do you mean you lose the weight? Are you telling me the only time I'm ever going to be thin is when I'm dead? Yeah, you, okay. lose, you lose 10 pounds when you die, apparently. I forget the is exact, like, no, like it's fecal the, matter. It's the DMT. You have to watch this documentary on Netflix. Okay. It's like DMT, the spirit molecule. Okay. And I'm not even joking you. When Grandma Gloria died, which is my dad's mom, she was in, you know, whatever Queens hospital. Yeah. I was living in the city at Jenny's. We lived yeah. on 85th at that time. And she's like, go because you'll get there quicker than me. So I go in that room and like her eyes were still open. They hadn't shut her eyes. And I literally, I like, open. I know. I went over there. I closed them. She was still like not even cold, but she was dead. Yeah. I just, it felt like she, I don't, it's hard to describe. It almost feels like they are lighter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it just feels like they're floating through. I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. Didn't really think we were going to go this way on the <laughs> podcast, but I'm very into it because listen, who doesn't love a, a deep spiritual conversation? Yeah. It shows that we are layered humans. We are. We're not just clowns and puppets, but- when my dad died, I was the only one awake in the room. Yeah. And it was 4.40 in the morning. And the, the entire week that my dad was in the hospital, like none of us could sleep. There was no mm -hmm. sleep. We we're all taking shifts. And the last night, we all were in the room together. They moved us up to like palliative care. We were in the room together. And my mom and my sister and I, I hadn't slept that hard. And I'm sleeping in like in a chair in a hospital room. 
Right. You're not going to get comfy. I can't even sleep on airplanes. Mm-hmm. And it was like exactly on the dot, 4.50. And I woke up because I could literally, I shit you not, my hand to God, my dad, Kyle, if you're listening, I know you probably did this to me on purpose. I could feel this cold sensation rush over my body and it woke me up. Yeah. And I sat up straight, like a <gasps> sat up straight and the nurse had run in. It was a sweet, sweet, sweet man who was... um like gay and fabulous. And I looked at him and he looked at me kind of like panic because he knew. So what they do when you go into palliative care too is they turn all the beeping off. Yes. They put a light sensor on your finger or your wrist because that was the number one thing when my dad was in ICU, which was really fucked up because he was the only guy that walked out of the ICU and was like chit-chatting and cracking uh, jokes. So the nurses were really fucked up because they were like, most people leave the ICU, they're in a coma, on a feeding tube, whatever. They're not chit-chatting. Right. Of course, Kyle McMahon had to get in the, the last word and, and bust some balls. <laughs> But the nurse ran in and he kind of looked at me like, oh, fuck, is anybody awake? Because he had to be the one, obviously, to tell us. Yeah. Because he got the alarm setting off on his station, but we right. can't hear it. Right. And so he looked at me and I looked at him and I just go, he just died, didn't he? And he was like, yeah, are you okay? <gasps> and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then I was like, all right, what do we do? And he goes, do you want to wake up your mom and your sister? And I was like, okay, uh-huh. And the room was the iciest cold. Yeah. I can't even, it, it yeah. was the wildest thing. And I woke up my mom and my sister. My mom is the one who went over and closed my dad's eyes. This is fucked up. It's very weird that I'm able to have this conversation and not get upset. But my yeah. mom closed his eyes. Yeah. And we all gave him a kiss. Did I give my dad? No, I couldn't kiss him. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. I just felt you do a light I ghost know. raping. Well, we should have weighed him after it happened. And we could have found out. We could have tested the theory. Kyle, can you come Kyle, back? Kyle, can <laughs> Real you? Real quick. Yeah. But um, that was it. Oh my God. Listen. Mom. Mom, what do you need? We're recording. Ask? We're talking about when dad died. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a stapler in here, mom. We're, Robin, we're literally in the middle of You have of an entire office upstairs. Mom, look in there. We're talking about spirits and ghosts and molecules and DMT. Do you know what DMT is? Okay. You know what? It's, it's She's just going to go. The only thing you need to worry. It's a sale at Nordstrom. It's a sale at Nordstrom. Hey, mom, do you want to just say hi real quick? Say hi in the microphone. You got to come to the mic. Oh, she's lost. She's she's lost. Yeah. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say hi to everybody. And I love when you come up to me and say hi. But I know I need to call my hair. And if you see me in Home Goods, send me home because I need nothing. <laughs> she needs none of it. If you see her at Home Goods, send her home. But like she that. does need a stapler. Robin, go. You know where it is. <laughs> it's in the closet in the office. You, you have an entire drawer that says okay, staple. Mom, mom, you have to brush that fucking hair. You and I both have a cowlick from hell. Walk out. We're, we were it's, just getting it, of course. Chaos. This is, this is my chaos. life. This is my life. I can attest <laughs> that it's just straight up chaos. I've been with Robin for the past two hours in the mall. How was the mall with Robin? You know, she brings joy wherever she mm-hmm. goes. That is for sure. However you feel like Robin is to really hit a hard right. We were in this sweet green there at the mall. And she brought this smile to this kid's face and he was so Aww. sad. You could tell that like something had just happened. Also, remember when we were eating at Hillstone? I was like, yeah. that girl was just crying. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, there was there was know. a weird energy all weekend. It was like people were happy, but also very sad. We went to the Hillstone in Phoenix and our waitress, I think she'd been crying. Yes. And we were just getting our sushi and even the spinach dip was off. And we were like, we go to Hillstone, Houston's, Honor Bar, that chain of restaurants all the time. And Tina and I were like, 
okay, the, everybody at the bar has a neck tat and our waitress is crying. Right. What's going on? I think we're we're highly empathetic and that's yeah. why we are holding on to our weight so much. And I tell you, <laughs> the, the only time, okay, actually, this is interesting. I should get this masseuse that I had. I had this massage in Portland. And when I was visiting the Momtazis who own Mayset on Wine, mm-hmm. and they brought over this masseuse and she did, I'm not even kidding you. I'm not exaggerating. It was a three and a half hour massage. I emerged from the basement. It was Tuesday. I didn't know what was going what? on. And Chris got the same massage. And so we were both talking about it. The woman did this deep psoas work. Okay. Now, when I want you to imagine, I, at this point, I had flipped back over. So I'm laying on my back and this woman is pushing kind of where your hip bone, like right where your hip would click in. Yeah. She's pushing down and she's pushing down so hard that it literally touches like the back of my spine, but it didn't hurt. It was weird to describe it. And she was like, you have so much built up trauma in your fupa, essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I can't lose it. It is the trauma Mm -hmm. is there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I went and saw this doctor once. It was a kinetic energy doctor. Or I don't know what, what exactly his medical license was. I yeah. Ju- it was probably like a DeVry, you know, online Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes. He basically said like, your brain is a computer, all right? And he yes. would like rub a part of your brain and try and then do this muscle testing where he'd hold up your arm and then he would pull weight against your arm. So he'd be like, all right, body, tell me if it's something with Heather's heart. And if I couldn't hold up my arm as he pushed down, that was telling him what part of the body. It was like my body was trying to talk to him. Now, when I say that I literally physically on some things could not hold up my arm. So you're holding up your arm almost in yes. a, and God forbid me, almost in like a Nazi salute, okay? Right. So imagine you're just holding up at a weird angle. Yeah. And he would say, all right, body, tell me, is it, I'm rubbing on your forehead. Tell me, is it something to do with the liver? And he'd rub your liver. And then yeah. if you could not keep your arm up and your arm was forced down. And it's not like I'm a very right. strong woman. I couldn't yeah. hold it up. He's like, all right, that's telling me it's liver. So then he would do it again. He'd go, okay, body, tell me, is it muscular or is it like uh, organ or whatever? And this guy literally told me, this is when I got really bad sciatica the first time. Yeah. This is the first time I got the ovarian cyst. He said, something's going on in like your right quadrant down here. That's where I had sciatica and the ovarian cyst. And he goes, and it happened when something traumatic, you thought of something traumatic when you were on a spin bike. He's like, do you spin? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, right after my dad died, I was at SoulCycle one day. I was on the spin bike, you know, having like a really emotional, soulful moment. Yes. I'm hysterically crying and I tapped it back too hard. That's why I'm That's dying. when I, like this little guy was literally able to pinpoint what the fuck was going on. <gasps> but then back to the woman who's doing the psoas trauma, yeah. she was like, you need to go see somebody to release your psoas because that's where all the trauma is. Wow. So that's why I'm fat. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I feel like they did this. I did watch the whole Goop series because there was nothing else to watch in the middle of the first huge shutdown. I yeah. spiraled and watched Goop. Yeah. And they do that in one of them. They do the whole trauma massage thing. And well, I, Was that the one with Julianne Huff where she did the, the you know... It she, might have No, been. no. You know what? Fuck her. Also, Fuck do you know that she's on a fucking Broadway show? She's in a Broadway show. What show is she in? It's in this new play called POTUS with like... Like, oh, yeah, like Jenny Anderson did the photos. Shout yes. out to Jenny Anderson. But literally like with the most famous crazy cast, like Rachel Drash is in it, Leah Delaria. Like how, how? I don't understand. You know, it's so layered. I don't even, it's not even worth our energy right now to go into the energy of it all. But that's what made me upset. Watching Julianne Huff get the demons exercise out of her butthole by that oh, swindler, God. that Tinder swindler. Oh, at home. But listen, okay, granted, she could probably come on here and say, well, you get a psoas trauma and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
whatever. We're all into our voodoo shit. Okay, I'm going to ease up. I'm going to ease up. We're all into our voodoo shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear you. But it makes me mad when people end up on Broadway that don't have that training. Yeah. She's a Salt Lake (laughs) City gal. Just spiral to that. Now we're fully into our emotions. Did you know that one in five women suffer from a condition called PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome? Yet the majority either don't know they have it or can't get the care they need from our traditional healthcare system. Alara is here to change that as the first virtual care platform for people with PCOS. If you're having unexplained and frustrating symptoms like weight gain, anxiety, or hair thinning, It might actually be your hormones. That's why it's so important to get your hormones tested, but it can be hard to get the testing you need. Alara makes it easy with the most comprehensive hormonal and metabolic diagnostic tests on the market today. It is such a no-brainer. I'm so glad I found Alara. They test over 30 biomarkers, but you'll also have a 30-minute doctor visit to review your results and find out the root cause of your symptoms. Alara's personalized holistic program provides patients with an expert care team, including both a registered dietitian and a doctor. They'll meet with you via phone and are available via text 24-7 and provide personalized meal plans and medication and supplement prescriptions. And all of this just for $3 a day. As someone who has suffered from BZOS, I wish I'd known about Alara sooner. They offer a truly integrated approach to diagnosing, managing, and treating PCOS by combining nutrition, lifestyle, and medical expertise all in one place. Use code HEATHER, H-E-A-T-H-E-R, at checkout for 25% off your first month or diagnostic test. Visit www.alarahealth.com slash Heather for more information. That's www.alara, health, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash Heather. Again, that's alarahealth.com slash Heather. You know what I love? I love Grove, okay? Grove Collaborative is freaking awesome. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? It's insane. No matter how much we put in our recycling bin, it's all bullshit. At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastic for good. If we quit consuming it, we wouldn't have to worry about recycling it, okay? Bada bing, bada boom, it's that easy. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastic across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove itself will be 100% plastic-free. I am so here for this company. I love what they're doing. Like Grove Coast Concentrated Cleaners and Refillable Glass Bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that means you never have to compromise on performance. I freaking love, one of my favorite things that they have is a daily shower cleaner, okay? It's a lavender blossom and thyme smell. It's great. I'm freaking obsessed with it. I use it to clean my shower. It's just such a great fresh smell. And listen, I know that I'm doing something good for the environment because I'm not wasting a bunch of plastic and continually consuming more plastic in my life. Join over 2 million households that already shop sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash absolutely today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus free shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash absolutely. Again, that's grove.com slash absolutely. Tina and I are in a weird place because Tina, you're just so incredibly talented, but there is a thing, I think, a bigger business conversation. It's very hard on the Broadway right now because it's a lot of, it's a commercial folk. Oh, it's, it's people so, in TV yeah. and film. Yeah, of course. And I, I understand that because it is so, it is the moneymaker, you know, like we have to sort of relinquish control over that or I have to, like, it's not about me or my talent. 
they need somebody that's going to sell millions of tickets because otherwise they can't afford to keep the show running. Like right now, Pamela Anderson is in Chicago. Good for Pamela Anderson. Yeah. You I mean, I'm how, dying to be You in know Chicago. how many people... Um, Yes, I think she should be Mama Morton and I can be our understudy. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> but there's so many people going to see it that normally wouldn't go see a show because right. they want to see Pamela Anderson. And then you have all these amazing Broadway vets around her. Right. Great. She's probably killing it. I heard she's doing a fabulous job. Now we have Beanie Feldstein leading Funny Girl iconic Barbara Streisand right. like has never been revived on Broadway because of that. And I, I think Beanie is fabulous and so wonderful. Love and her. yeah, the unfortunate, but that is a hard role to fill. It's such a hard role because what Barbara, did the reviews say? They're like, there's a whole thing to be said. If you have a musical where yeah. the lead who's supposed to be this insane singer can't yeah. sing it, which Got is it. unfortunate. Yeah. She can act her face off her face off. It's a huge physical comedy thing. And that was what's really, was really cool with Barbara Streisand is that she was super physical. She could make herself really heinous. You know, mm -hmm. like people would be like, that's not an attractive face, but she went there and would yeah. do it. And then her voice was absolutely insane. You know, Leah Michelle's just itching. She's sitting at a I, Starbucks somewhere. I itching. wonder, the thing is, I would have rather you cast everyone else. Jane Lynch is in it. Yeah. Like, cast everybody else a celebrity. Get the unknown person who can really blow it out of the water. Like, because, hit those notes. Yes, because, I listen, I can hit those notes. I'm a physical comedian for sure. I have no name. I have no agent. No one's going to be casting me. But besides that, how many women that I know that have, have Broadway credits that can do that show in a heartbeat and mm -hmm. they're going to sing their face off. Yeah. And also be Jewish too. Yeah. You can get a real Jew in there yeah. singing the role. It anyway. Is, it is hard specifically though with the musical theater because yeah, to, in order to sell tickets, you've got to get the big name. I mean, fuck, it's TV and film too, honestly. It's all, right. it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. no one wants to take, no one wants to take the risk. The financial and, risk. Yeah. Which is understandable as coming on the other side and, you know, with doing your show, it's you. Our team is a small little crew of people, you know, yeah. not that you listen. Yeah. Not like mama isn't writing checks to everybody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you traveled with 65 people, you really want to shoot yourself in the yeah. face with yeah. how much money you're pouring out. And that's so, why some days we just upgrade from the Sheraton. We just do Yeah, it. we gotta. We gotta. And then, so we leave Phoenix, such an amazing show. And then we get to Sacramento. Okay. We really got to get in Sacramento. Okay. We roll up and now granted, I want you to understand I've been on now four flights, Atlanta to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City to Phoenix, Phoenix to Sacramento. Okay. We're exhausted, but we're like, we're and that excited. It was like nine something in the morning. Yeah. But we're excited to be there. We're grateful to be there. Do the show. The show's fantastic. We have such a great time. Now it isn't an older theater that was really run like a movie house and we're in not a great part of town. So there weren't a lot of options for theaters in Sacramento. It was either like you do like a 4,000 seat or you do this like smaller theater. And I was like, let's go and like pack it out and really like have a moment. Because I'm t also testing out new markets. Like you don't know. I'm like, yeah. how well can I sell in Northern California? Well, it's turned out we've had a really good time. And we've done well. But the theater downstairs, I mean, some days it is like, I'm doing my makeup on a folding table with yeah. a, you know, an old mirror yep. that, you know, you can see Turn half your face. horizontal. Yeah. 
You know, we, we yeah. let Heather know all the theater tricks. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We have to make her feel at home, even when it does feel like, you know, a bunker, underground, tornado shelter. Yeah. Like Cold War era stuff. The, the sketchy thing was when we were pulling down the alley, it was like a non-working alley behind the theater. And there were, I would say a little riffraff. There was unfortunately a homeless man. Laying in, homeless, yeah. Laying in the middle of the road where we literally had to like roll down the window and say, I'm so sorry, sir. We don't want to possibly hit you with our car. We're going to need over. you to roll over. Yeah. He wasn't well. So we do the show and we get out. And then Tina, I'm going to let you take it from here because the only way to describe what we saw next was alarming. Well, yeah, it was alarming. We are backing out. It's a one-way alley. We can't go forward because they've completely blocked off that road. So we're backing out and it's a little busy. It's, you know, Saturday night. Everyone's, there are bars down there, restaurants. But all of a sudden I see red and blue lights, like two cars roll up. I'm like, oh, I think the police are right behind us. Let me jump out and see if we can still go out this way because we can't go forward. And I hop out and walk over to an officer and it's very bright. Like the lights are flashing, flashing, like, like right. emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walk over. I was like, hi, we were just at the theater doing a comedy show and we need to like back the car out so we can um, go back to our hotel. And he's like, oh, okay, hold on, ma'am. Um, let me just see if the guns are cleared and we have every everyone detained. And I was like, wait, what? And I slowly look over and I see a C-class Mercedes completely shot up. shot up. There's glass everywhere. You know when you're like, what? Oh, uh, uh, like, did this just happen? Yes. What, did the, the cops literally just show up to this shooting that was happening? He goes, oh yeah, looks like we got the guns and everyone's detained. Where do you need to go? And I was like, this is not, this is not happening. happening. He was very like matter of fact. Yeah. Like, okay. So what kind of comedy do you do? I was like, I'm not the comedian. She's in the car. We and need I, to go back to the Kimpton. And of course, my biggest fear is I have like an open container. I have like a glass of wine in the back seat because I'm like, three, show weekend. I need a glass of red. Oh. And then literally we're backing out and I'm just like, and then Tina gets in the car. She goes, um, guys, pan to your left. And we just pan to our left. And there's a Mercedes just completely shot up. And I'm yeah. like, and basically it had just happened. Like we realized the cops are just fresh on the scene. May have happened no less than like seven minutes before we had walked out. And that was the fear. It was like, if we would have walked out seven minutes before and gotten in our car, we would have been in a crossfire of a drive-by shooting. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was It was real- the whole car too. Yeah. And I did see some people like sitting on the sidewalk with their like hands behind their back. So I'm guessing that's who they had detained. But you know, it was very odd to just be like, oh, okay. And yeah. now we have, and we're, we're passing a uh, drive-by shooting. Perfect. Great. Perfect. 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 Sacramento, Sacktown, let's get it. I know. And that's, that's always so sad when you see cities like that and you know that people are so great and they're so grateful for you to be there. But then yeah. you're like, How, you're, I don't want you to be in an unsafe situation coming to the theater. This is what's crazy though. Sacramento is the fucking capital of California. Yeah. That's what's throwing me off. It's yeah. like, you know, how sad it was when we were in San Francisco. What a gorgeous, amazing, historical city. Yeah. So stunning. So much history, architecture, art. And then you got, we had a friend, Carrie, whose car got broken into and she had nothing in the car. Like, it's just, you're going into some of these cities. It's specifically, I'm going to just shout out Northern California. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, LA is even a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. So many people I know have left LA and I love LA. I love yeah. California. 
I love San Francisco. I love all these places. But Sacramento walking out, that was like jarring. Yeah. Like we had a packed car. We had Chris. We had my friend Cece, her husband, Paul. And we're all just going, and they're from Fresno. And they're like, oh, fuck. They're like, this is why we don't come down to Sacramento. And we're from Fresno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't get it. The capital was two blocks down. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's not for us to figure out because we are in the entertainment industry. And I feel like there's people that are qualified, but it doesn't seem to be working. Whatever is going on. I I just don't know what's going on. I mean, it was really kind of alarming. And then we were just skeeted back to the hotel. We were like, what the fuck? And then, you know, I always get concerned too. I'm like, if I've got girls leaving the shows. Yeah, yeah, you know, It was like when we were doing the show in San Francisco and we're down at the Warfield and it was, I mean, literally you're in the, in the the cut. In the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the tenderloin got, and my dad used to live there and I told him because he came to that show, I was like, this is crazy. I've never, you lived blocks from here. I've never seen it like this. And it's so sad because these cities are so wonderful and the people are so wonderful. Yeah. And then you just got this shit. And I know a lot of it is post-pandemic. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. Nobody yeah. knows what's going on. And there's a lot on. of shit that happened to people and it was difficult. Life but, is so freaking hard and I never want to sound ungrateful, but we're so lucky. We were minutes from getting a- Yeah. Being in the crossfire. And all I got to say is I'm not equipped for that, okay? I live a very, very, you know, by the seat of my pants life, but it's contained. Heather, you know, now it's like, do you want to take two ibuprofen? And you're like, oh, I have an empty stomach. <laughs> you know, like that's the way we're living these we days. We live the opposite of the rock star life. And I feel bad, but it, because it's just us, like people think that I get like fucked up before the shows. I'm like, no, no. this is my job. I have to have the stamina yeah. to do like a two hour show. Like I can't do this. I mean, if I'm no. having more than three glasses of red wine on a Saturday night after a triple, I'm living oh. on the fucking edge. Yeah, you and, are. And then I got to make sure that I take my Ollie melatonin. I took the ultras the other night. I know. I was tingling and tangling and I was on another planet and that's exactly what I needed to be. They really get you. They put me in the grade zone. If you don't know about this Ollie Melatonin, get it's on serious. my level. I told Heather, I was like, listen, I don't normally buy the shit you're hawking yeah. on your everything. Yeah. Like, if I don't need to go to cheapcaribbean.com because <laughs> I have you as my sugar mother yeah. to take me to the Caribbean. <laughs> but the Ollie shit is so good. I'm not even joking you. That melatonin, the gel, the ultra, forget it. Forget it. Within 20 minutes, you are out. If you have chronic insomnia or like- If you just need to get to sleep. Like we have like a certain amount of hours that we can sleep and yeah. we saw the window and we needed to go, dog. We took it. I took two of the gummies and I was out. Yeah. That's the thing too is you're on a high after you come off a show, yeah, right? It's so, so you hard. finally get out of the theater at like 1231. And if you have to be on a 9 a.m. flight to the next city, you're getting up at seven. By the time you get back to your hotel room, by the time you take a shower, get in bed, it's 233. You're maybe getting four hours of sleep. That's why people don't realize on the road, I mean, it's a grind. It's a hustle. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to go out and, you know, uh, just party like a rock star, but truly I've, and maybe it's because I blossomed in my career, obviously later in life. Yes. If I was in my twenties, we uh, would be- We, in did. Fun- we, we did. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we really, Tina and I partied in Hell's Kitchen, partied in the Lower East Side of New York. We fucking did it all. But now we are truly like, I have it on my, like my timer on my Apple watch. Like I've become obsessed with the hours, the amount of hours of yeah. sleep. I'm like, okay, guys, 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 I know we haven't even gotten out of the theater yet. It's 1145. We got to take our Ollie. Yes, Ollie we got to go. My sleep timer is already going off. Yep. It needs to, we need to go. We need to go. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like we really, from the moment we started at all Miss to about, you know, 
before the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like we were still going hard a little bit before the pandemic. And these last three years now, I feel like we've calmed down. We've yeah. centered. Yeah. And I, I still but I've gotten fatter. It's like I centered, but it's not necessarily <laughs> like, like I look back at the days when I used to eat tacos <clears throat> at 2 a.m. and, yeah. you know, drink nothing but Diet Coke and smoke cigarettes. I looked great. Yeah. I'm just letting you know, like, refreshed, youthful skin. It's a glow. Yeah. Now I'm on every supplement and I get eight hours of sleep and I don't look well. You know what I mean? No. It's like the inflammation is high. I know. It is pretty bad. Remember when I was getting my knee sewn up by the doctor at the urgent care that you guys took me to and not a hospital? Yeah. And he was like- That was not my fault. <laughs> he was like, I think you girls really need to change your lifestyle. Looked both of us in the eye like we had been out partying and we were like, sir, we haven't had a drink in like two days. Yeah. We were helping somebody move. I tripped because I'm clumsy. He's like, I really think you need to go to a retreat for a few days and detox. He looked at us yes. like we were still so, like we were road sauce, hard. Road yes. hard, put away wet, sauce out of her mind. Tina's getting her leg sewn up. And like, because she asked for a Xanax because she was tweaking out that she had a hole in her fucking leg. He said we yeah. needed to go dry out at a detox spa. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, sir, let me tell you something right now. Um, I haven't been on the cocaines in years. Okay. Do you even know how to sew? Do you even know? Yeah. And, and Tina and actually, turns out, no, she kind of has a <laughs> fucked up leg because of it. So I don't know. That's, um, <sighs> that's on me. I'm sure that's on me and I will. <laughs> I'll see a bill for that soon. But yeah, it's really interesting that we're at this time of our life where, you know, I'm reading the safety reports when I go into shows. Like when, yeah. when? I'm checking the Nextdoor app and I'm getting a high from it. Oh yeah. I had to really let go of that Nextdoor once I left Westchester. Yeah, I, I was do. like, I, I can't be bothered with Naples Nextdoor. Forget it. I don't even want to know the issues that are going on in Naples. Because the average age there is what, like 79? Yes. And they're all like with Robin on an app. Just imagine a million of them all trying to work this app. It's a no. I will tell you guys a little update on the Tokyo drill from last weekend. Jeff did wake me up with the next door app and he goes, they, they arrested two of the kids. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's like, Heather, just found out on the next door app, they arrested two of the kids who were burning rubber down in front of the Kroger or whatever. I'm like, great, great, great. Good to great. know. Good to know. I mean, maybe this is it. I think, you know, I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to see the world. I'm trying to take it all in. I'm really trying to have these moments. But we also don't have kids yet. Do yeah. we need to go to a bar tonight and just let loose? You, wait, wait. You, you know, Tina loves I love time. the bar. Yeah, Tina I love loves the, the bar. bar. It, the bar is like, oh, just the home. I just feel at home. And I really, it does. it's not even like I need to be having a drink. Yeah. I can just sit at a nice stool yeah. with a back. Oh, so actually a chair, a bar chair. And I would just feel at home. But and that's us my, turning into our mothers because our mothers love to sit at the bar. Yes. We also worked in the restaurant industry forever. Yeah. So like we're bar flies. When yeah. you do, I never want to sit at a table. I never want to sit at the bar. Yeah. Like, chit chat with the bartender. I want you, you know, make me your specialty cocktail. Make never. Me, we'll try it. Uh, we'll try it. We even drink like old ladies. I know. You get Listen. a fucking vodka Gibson for Christ's sake. Listen, it's... 50-50 if they'll have the cocktail onion on them there at the bar. But you know what? It is nice. I just want to sip a nice cocktail yeah. and unwind after a show. Yeah. But it's hard. We can't really go to a bar because you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of you. <laughs> but that's fine. I think we need to go to sleep anyway because yeah, we do we have, have such a crazy schedule. But it is nice. Like, you know, now that we have a couple of days off, do we need to just like go put out the vibe at the bar? 
Yeah, and it's Monday night. We should be at Storico Fresco, but we're not going to. But we can go tomorrow. We can still Storico's on Tuesday is the, is the jam. Okay. We have all this wine too that I got delivered oh, from my wedding that we have right. to taste. We have to do a wine tasting. But no, we do need to go. We need to go put out the vibe somewhere. But this is also the problem. And again, it's not a problem. I'm so blessed. Because I'm never home, the days when I'm home, like Monday so to Tuesday, much. I don't want to do anything but have a smoothie and go on a walk, get a workout in and just take care of myself. It's like, I have to force myself to rest or be healthy or whatever. But the, you know what all I want to do? I want to go sit. I want to go sit at a bar. I want to have, you know, in a burger, no bun. I don't yeah. know, keep it keto. But I yeah. also want the fries. And we want to like be there when the sun's setting yes. and like the breeze is coming through. Yes. And traffic's dying down and people are slowly trickling in, but Ooh. we're there early and staying late. Yes. I like that. Oh God. That's the thing. We There's not enough nice cocktail bars. When we get out, can we, we need a cocktail bar. I want to sit down and have like a Negroni. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not trying to chug a Bud Light on a Friday no. And I want a snack. I want a nice elevated snack. Yes. That is high in protein, gluten-free. Yes. No trans fats. And I got to make sure that I take, take my Ollie supplements by 1 a.m. You know, as long as I get them in by 1, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I know. It's hard on the days off because it's really, it's, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. And you do a lot. You pack it into a day, but there's still not enough hours. No. And then we have... Also here, you have two children and a dog that live with you. Tina sees it firsthand. I mean, Tina's, I love them. Yes, I love, but them. It, but you get it. You get it. It's a fucking shit show. All the it's time. a shit show. And I don't That's think that they my, listen to the podcast. No, they, well, Jeff will listen. But, but this is, this we is, love you, Jeff. We love you, Jeff. But it's like, I'm just asking, listen, if I'm gone, I don't have a weekend off. I don't even have a fucking Thursday off. If, that, if yeah. I'm gone all the time and I'm just, I give you two things on the list. Please just fucking. You know what I mean? Just, just, fucking just go through the punch list. Just go through the punch list. Just get it done. Because I'm in Sacramento in a crossfire right now <laughs> in a literal probably gang war. I don't no. fucking know. No. Literally, I woke up at, I don't know how or why I woke up so early, but I come into the kitchen and I knew Robin was awake and she was like, did you see this thing on YouTube? I was like, Robin. Robin, we no. can't. No. I said, let me have a coffee first and let me fact check your YouTube for the millionth time before we start down this, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, two Christian high school teams. <laughs> Christian high school teams. Always the Christians. Basketball teams. They beat up an ump. They beat up a ref. I said, okay. Okay. And I she said, goes, can you believe this? Christian school kids yes. beating up a ref. Yes. You see it on the YouTubes. Literally, this is at 845 in the morning. Yeah. And it doesn't, end, it just starts there and it keep the ball keeps going. Um, Tina and mom picked me up from getting my eyelashes done and literally Robin's in the backseat. She's <gasps> like, Oh yeah! Did you see the thing with the mask and the thing with the other uh, thing with the mask? And we're like, I just tune it out. No, no, we didn't see it. No. And the lady behind me said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Did you even see the news? And you're like, "What, what news? news? Where are you getting your news?" <laughs> I I'm don't pretty know. sure the YouTube video was from like 2017. Tina, That's the thing. It's always from 2013. <laughs> it's it's that year of 2013 to 2017. That's the only news she's ever consumed. Yeah. And she's like, "Did you know that Trump's president?" And we're like. Mom, no. Oh. It's that we're what we're done with it. Do you know what the time and space continuum is? Because I don't think you know where you are right now in the metaverse. No, 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 no. And then we went to the mall, and that was an even bigger <sighs> pleasure. So she goes into the Zara's. The Zara's don't ever have anything in the stores, and this is why I'm like, Mom, everything I buy everything online. She still needs to go in, you know, ASMR like. She still needs to touch it. She still needs to run her little acrylic nails across it. She still yeah. 
and she walks out and y'all listen, okay? My mom, icon, legend, but she goes out, hasn't even brushed her fucking hair. No. She's in old ratty, not even like, I got a Lululemon gift card. I am rocking the Lululemons all the time. Robin won't even put them on. She's still wearing, how would you describe Robin's exercise pants right now? They're from Costco. And yeah. I know this because my mother also <laughs> buys them. And I Barney. tell her what happens with these pants after you wear them a few times, because you don't spend any money on them, yes. is that now your ass is saggy. Saggy Literally, in the pants. Because they both have zero butt. No. That was also a thing in their generation. Flattest like, ass in America. doesn't exist. So because of this, the back of these pants is just hanging off of them. Just hangs. And then the waist starts hanging. Everything stretches out. And then it's pilling. And I'm like, it's you pilling. have six pairs of delicious Lululemon leggings. I know. That could keep it all put together. Why are we going on? She, bitch didn't even brush her hair to go to Linux today. And I said, no. you are now an extension and a representation of me. Too. And then she also, like, we were at the Banana Republic. Yeah. And she lets them know, I didn't even brush my hair today. I look disgusting. Why am I even buying these clothings? I have nowhere to go. I don't even have a life. And you're like, oh my God, oh, Robin. Shut up. Robin, pull it back. Pull it back. And she'll tell me every day. I went to Home Goods, got recognized. Five people took photos with me. I gave them all your personal number, told them where we live, and uh, let them know your bank code is 7153. Yep. And everybody has tickets. Yep. They're all coming home after for dinner. I, I don't know how to tell you guys. If my mom has ran into you in a Target or a Home Goods in the last week and she promised you tickets to one of the shows in Atlanta, I can't necessarily follow through with those because there are none. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know what to tell you, but I'm sorry. That's on me. And my mom, every day, I will walk in the door with my suitcase from doing three shows on the West Coast and she'll walk in and she goes, I don't know what we're going to do about Tamara. Tamara at the club. She can't get the tickets. What are we going to do? I, you, you promised me 10 tickets for Tamara. I'm like, I've never met Tamara. No. I don't know her. Tammy no. Tam is not getting the tickets to the show. She should have woke up like all the other ladies did at 9 a.m. and got ready with their cursor on their laptop to click buy. I already have 100 tickets that I put to the side just for friends and family. Yeah. 100 tickets a show. For the neediest. For bitches. my mom's like Bible group, club friends. I've got them. Like everyone's yep. locked. But those names have already been checked off the list. And every day I come in, she goes, I'm getting excited about the Atlanta show. But I'll tell you right now, that girl I met in Target, I mean, she wants to bring 10 people. And I told her, you can only have eight tickets. I'm like, who Ooh. who are you talking about? And then I get emails. Yeah. She gives out my personal information. Yeah. I am literally hanging on by a thread. Oh, I know. Wait, so I have run the Red Contemporary email yeah. and I get emails being like, hi, Robin, you said to email you here about the tickets because I have a friend of a friend who used to have a brain tumor. And I was like, I, I, I love, listen. And we I love it. We love it. And we love everyone. But I, I can't with, the crazy... The sob stories. Sob stories, which... Come to the show. You'll learn my dad's dead as a fucking doornail. Yes. Okay? I already told you but how... But also, you're asking Robin, the yeah. widow? Don't ask the widow. That's my thing. If you want to come get the tickets through me, great. But do not pull on the heartstrings of the woman who doesn't realize that her YouTube news is from 2013. <laughs> do not take advantage. That, yes. that, you know what that is? That's a scammer. Wait. That's a scammer. You know what scammer, what? scammer what? did to her the other day? What? And I was like, get out of here. Or do they do it to you? No, it was her. It's like, they're like, it's my bachelorette. Can you pay for it? Oh no, it was to her. Someone sent her a DM and was like, we don't have enough money for my bachelorette. Can you pay for it? And it was like a girl that was a fan. And I was like- Did she send a Venmo photo? No. A photo of her Venmo? I don't I know. I got something the other day on my Venmo and it was a photo of a Venmo and it said bachelorette. I didn't know who it was. And I go- 
Wait, oh, maybe, huh? Maybe they what? did it to like you and her. And I was like, Robin, don't answer that. I don't know if it's a bot or whatever you don't know it if it's is. A bot. You don't know where this money is going. People are always, and Robin will respond to shit. I'm like, you got to stop Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then we get locked out. Like, I think I'm locked out of the email right now because she tries to log in and that's where like all of the transactions are being done. She doesn't, you don't need to know that. You she don't even know. Somebody will slide in her DMs and she's like, hey, I think I want to do this. And it's really like, um, let's help you build your brand. You know what I mean? I'm like, mom, first of all, this is all in Russian or, yes. you know, Chinese. Like, I don't know what this, no, don't click on it, please. Yeah. But please, for the love of God, if you see my mom out in the streets, there's two things that need to happen. One, pull out a clean brush out of your, your purse, please. brush it down. Please. Please. Also, let's talk about the fact. Okay. I have got a stylist for the wedding. Like, yes. I just need somebody. I'm on the road right now. I'm working. I'm shooting some stuff. I need help. When you get to this other next level, it's not because I don't, I, I you don't have the time. I don't have the time. And I tried on stuff for you yes. at Banana Republic. And I was like, this isn't good enough. Yeah. We need to move beyond banana. So literally, I have a stylist for my mom for the wedding. Like, just pull some stuff. Because my mom, when I come in town, wants me to go to the mall with her for six hours. I'm like, mom, I have a podcast too. I have script notes too. I got to get ready. I got to get ready for this thing. I, you know, like- Yeah, you have meetings. And Robin keeps going to, like literally my stylist, Allie was like, Heather, um, if your mom sends me one more photo of shoes that she bought at TJ Maxx, like I'm glad they were on sale, but they don't match anything. We just, oh, we've gosh. already ordered like a sensible heel. Like we're on it. We've got the neutral palette. But Robin will spend three and a half hours digging through a bin at Ross for less just to, and, and then the, it won't- To like, save $20. Save $20. She's like, and actually two of the shoes, one of them's a seven and a half, and one's <laughs> a nine eight. and a half. Neither of them are my size, but you know what? It'll be fine. I'll stretch it out. I'll well, take it to the cobbler. That was like to, in the car back when she was like, oh, I donated $100 to the Jewish ladies who need medicine. And I said, I don't know if this is a real charity, Robin, but you won't even spend $100 on an outfit. You donated to a charity that doesn't have a name, just called the Jewish <laughs> women that need medicine. medicine. And I said, where are they located? What kind of she medication are they looking for? Who's giving them the meds? She goes, Tina, duh, they're in Israel. <laughs> and then, but then she was like, oh, turns out that the guy who took my money just used it for his million dollar house. I was like, okay. Okay. And I know half of it's because she thinks it's funny, but I'm like, no, actually, then I have to go through the bank statement and go, no, she actually I'm, donated I'm, money I'm to sure. an organization called for the Jewish women who need medicine. <laughs> it just also like- In Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah, like what? Oh my God. So I want y'all to understand when I am on the road and no matter what, am I, and I'm giving you my full and undivided attention, the only, and this is why I tell you I love these shows so much, <laughs> the only place that I am respected in my life is for an hour and 45 minutes on stage. Yeah. That's it. And as soon as I walk off stage, we're in a crossfire of fights. As soon as I walk off on stage, I'm back at the Shady Sheraton. That is my place. It is my happy place. It's the only place where I'm like, yeah. this is it. This is me. Because as soon as we get to the airport in Sacramento, I've got a comfort dog like scratching at my leg because he, he looks at me and he goes, you need a hug right now. Yeah. He literally rolled over and was like, Touch my belly, bitch. T yeah, touch my belly, bitch. Because Tina and I are squished in the back and main cabin because these flights are oversold. Oversold. Don't worry. I told, I promised Heather we were only in first class for the foreseeable future because they were cheap and they were available. That's the other thing. Yeah. Nothing's available to fly. We Nowhere. can't find a seat. We got to go Chicago to LA and we we can't, we're flying on a United 850 flight. Okay, you know I'm Delta loyal. Tina's Delta PM. loyal. 850 p.m. 8.50 p.m. Because there's no flights. Yeah. 
And we book stuff out like months in advance, but like we're moving around some stuff and going to LA. Yeah, that's what happens. It's like, oh, never mind. This week needs to change to LA. This week you need to be in New York. You, It just is, it's not like a normal nine to five. It's it's definitely not. And that's yeah. fine. I wouldn't want to know. We oh love gosh. it. We're on the road. We're vibing. We're seeing y'all. We're giggling. Tina's singing. I'm, I'm slinging jokes. We're, having, we're doing the most and the least. But there are days where it's just like, it was a grind this weekend. And then we get to the Sacramento airport and we can't, Oh my, we couldn't even get a coffee. That was bad. We couldn't even get a coffee. I know. Now we're... we're we just sound bratty, but I it know. is... No, but you literally, yeah. we showed up for our noon flight, you know, around 10. And, and then we sound like our mothers because we literally, we get through security. I've got the the comfort dog. Yes. Okay. The comfort dog rug, rubbing up against me. Yeah. And Tina goes, we can't get a coffee. There's nobody to get a coffee. There's nobody to get a coffee. There <laughs> wasn't. There wasn't a single place that served espresso. And I know it's really a lot to say, I don't want to drip coffee. We don't want to drip. I don't want to drip from the McDonald's. I don't want the drip. There wasn't even a McDonald's. There was no, there wasn't a thing in that airport. And it's, no, you know what? Sacramento airport is new and it's nice. Very nice. They do have one of the Vino Volos, which that's what we should have done. We should have gone and fucked the coffee and had a glass of Prosecco and a cheese plate. I know. But I got to be honest, the Iron Horse Tavern or the White Horse Tavern, I can't remember the name. They have a big fired up pizza oven and no pizzas. And we walked to the front. We were like, maybe they got a pizza. Oh yeah, I'll take a margarita on the flight. Easy breezy. And the lady goes, I go, ooh, what's on the pizza menu? And she goes, we don't have pizzas. And I go, that is a a fired up, giant, really expensive Neapolitan pizza oven. Right. And she was from the, you know, the coals of Vesuvius. And it didn't. And she said, we have no pizzas. We we never had them on the menu. And I said, so what is the oven for? And she just looked at me like, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing. There was so, so I don't know if it's a great time of use in space um, or use of time and space in the Sacramento airport. But then we got on our four and a half hour flight where we were (sighs) squished and we did it though. We did it. You know, it. it was a full weekend. I was just grateful we were not in the, you know, in the crossfires in Sacramento. I mean, hey, we get to do such wonderful, amazing shows and just seeing everybody, the women in Sacramento that were like so lovely and they were dressed Dressed and they came up to you and they were so lovely and respectful of, of your time and that kind of thing where when somebody screams, it just sends everyone sort of into a high alert. Like yeah. our cortisol all goes through the roof. cortisol is high. So this is the thing. I know it get, you get excited when you see, you, uh, we love a scream. Just don't do the screams. Okay, just come up. These, just, these badass girls were outside. Like, you know what? We're, yeah. we're so excited to see you perform tonight. We yeah. just love you. And, and I was then like, we, oh. Hell yeah. Heather, this yes. is very nice and calming. calming. Soothing before the show. Soothing energy. And maybe slip a melatonin in. You know yes. what I mean? Give me the soothing Just pop us, you know, a nice sedative. Yeah. And give us compliments. That's what we like. And then let us know, you know, safe parts of town. That's what we're we're here for. You could even, once you start, you could give notes at that point. I'd be like, well, let's take some notes down. Like, let me know what you want to see on the fall tour. Like, let me be like, we want to see this. We want to see that. I like that. I like that. Give me the feedback. What did you enjoy? What did you... Don't tell me what you didn't enjoy because I, I will actually cry about that for probably three months. But tell me what you what you enjoyed. And listen, we've got some big shows coming up. Very, very exciting. We've got oh Chicago. Gosh. I'm playing the historic Chicago theater. I cannot believe so this. So cool. This is one of the coolest moments ever. You have no idea. I am just beyond words grateful. This is going to be so much fun. I am so fucking amped for the show. And then we're going up to Milwaukee. We're playing the Paps Theater, which is another iconic theater. Yeah. And they've shot a lot of specials there. Um, <gasps> and I'm so excited to see Milwaukee. I've never been there. Cute, cute. And then I'm going to LA. I'm doing this um, 
She's filming a little set, like a seven-minute set uh, amongst a bunch of other amazing female comedians for Netflix's Joke Comedy Festival. And then we're going to be back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, then Jackson, Mississippi, then two shows in Tampa, then two shows in Atlanta. And listen, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, we are probably going to shoot a special after the show in Atlanta. Whoop, whoop. And we don't know where we're going to do it yet. And obviously, I can't shoot it in Atlanta because we've already sold all those tickets. So... I just want you to know that's what I'm manifesting. That's what I'm putting out there. I'm going to yes. shoot it myself, do it myself, because that's what you do. Lady bosses, we get it done. But just so you understand where I'm at mentally and where I'm at with my cortisol, <laughs> I'm getting chased by ghosts through theaters. And then I've decided to add even more onto my plate till right before my wedding. Yeah, so, I was going to say, you know, you're getting married. That's hasn't Again. even crossed my mind. Again. Hasn't even crossed my mind. I'm like, it's a marathon to the end. And as that one trainer has told you before, like I'm a sprinter, not a, a marathoner. <laughs> yeah. I always think of that. I was like, yeah, she is really good in sprints. I'm good in sprints, but the long game is not my game. No. And this is right now you're in the long game. Yeah. I'm it's, in the 60 day out long game. And I've decided to literally add on one of the most important moments in my career, which would be to produce and shoot my own special. Yeah. And I've literally decided, let's make a quick game time decision on how we're going to do this. Yeah. I've got to fight for theater space because yeah. all the theaters are booked. I've got to get the production company. I got to do all of this shit. I'm like, let's just really tack on another challenge to this. But I think, okay, if she does get this some, in one of the towns that we've already been to, I know you guys are going to show up. Yeah. I know you guys are going to tear the roof down because she's filming a special. Yeah. Like how nuts is that? Yeah. And we're doing it ourselves. We're, we're producing it. We're making it ourselves, which is what a lot of comedians and people are doing. It's like, take the power back, do yeah. it yourself. We build this career ourselves and we're, we're going to do it ourselves. But long story short, all of this, all of this heady, deep philosophical <laughs> stuff is all to say we are having still a fuck ton of fun on the road. But we've been we've just been observing the characters, and I, you know there's going to be some mob wives in Chicago. Oh you my know gosh. Milwaukee is going to be filled with characters. You haven't played Chicago yet. I've never like, played Chicago. Get out of town. You know what's crazy? When the pandemic hit, we first right. had to reschedule some of the Chicago shows, mm -hmm. and I hadn't announced where I was going back to yet. The threats that I got from the women of yeah. Chicago, like they're Italian mafia women, yeah. coming with like Lou Malinati's in one hand and a hot dog in the next. They're literally like, if you don't fucking come to Chicago, we're gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, that's a more of a New York accent. I was like, no, it's so close though. They're it like, is very. they're they're so close to New Yorkers. Yeah, it's really the same thing. Just they're in a very cold, windy ass city. We're gonna go there, and it's gonna be the most fucking fire theater you've ever been to. I'm so fucking excited. Also, I want to give a shout out right before we get off. I want to mm -hmm. give a shout out to all the women from Idaho that came out to the shows. Oh yeah. These ladies from Idaho keep coming to all my shows and I'm so grateful. Shout out to Idaho. I will absolutely on the fall leg um, with some new stuff, try and come up and um, do our fall tour in Idaho. We'll absolutely try and come to some of these other cities I wasn't able to come back to right after the pandemic, but we're going to do it. And guys, again, I'm just so grateful for everything. And as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Remember, stay safe out there. Listen, if you're a casting agent, please put Tina in something this summer. Oh. She's so incredibly talented. And we want to see her on the Broadway. But in the meantime, I think we should start talking to some networks about getting our ghost tours of America. Listen. What are we going to call the show? Wait, what did you say? Dra um, trauma in the drama. Trauma in the drama. I loved that. And, that, and, this, and this, like, the tagline. Maybe, maybe that's the tagline. And yeah. it's like, you know. Ghosts, ghosts of American theaters. Trauma in, in the, the drama. drama. 
Executive oh. produced by Absolutely Not Productions, hosted by Christina Tompkins. Oh, I cannot wait till Ooh. we just have a full TV production yeah. company and mm-hmm. we say everyone can go suck it and you we know, get to do whatever we want now. You know what, who's going to watch the show about the trauma of ghosts in American theaters? <laughs> about 10 people. 10 people. <laughs> but we will get every kid at a theater, Camp. BFA, Theater camp, a BFA. Oh, because you know what what we could do is like bring like a weirdo theater star to every theater. And I'm like, hey. Neil Patrick Harris would do every episode. You're going to spend the night with me here in this theater and see what happens. Wait, this is so great. And then you like talk to them about how they got like involved in the business. It's almost like a late night. No, it should be like a late night talk show, but on a theater stage. And then you have to deal with like the ghosts around. Ooh, you know what I hear? A ghost printing money because this show's going to be a success. (laughs) Um, All right, Tina, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Uh, We're going to go to the gym. We're going to get shit done. But as always, I want to say thank you guys and get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Only a couple more times to see the farewell tour before we are done for the year and then I gotta go get married. But I love you. I mean it. I will see you next week on the Absinthe Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. <laughs>